Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate, and today recovering from my last long run yesterday before our half marathon this weekend. Oh, just so impressed. Like, so well, impressed. Like I say, the word run here uh, is in quotes. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> so... you went a long way on your feet. That's all <laughs> That's that matters. <laughs> I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, 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 writer, foster child advocate, and this week, professional patient. I'm going to like all the doctors this week. I'd need to space out my annual checks better, but they all between ice storms and weird viruses and everything yes. all got canceled and rescheduled. And so now they're all this week, but it's kind I of kind of like it that way. Then you remember it's, it every year. Do it this it's week. with a theme. Yeah. Valentine's love yourself. Love myself, do some self-care. And speaking of that, we're really happy to have Tammy Hackbarth here again. She was with us for episode 89 last year, and since then has released a new book about self-care called The Essential Guide to 100% Guilt-Free Self-Care. Get your time and energy back to create the world you want to live in. So if you missed episode 89, we really recommend going back and doing that. You can get your Tammy 101 and get her bio and all the information. And we're going to put that link in the show notes for you. But for this episode, we're just jumping right back into the book. But first, welcome, Tammy. Welcome. Thank you. I am so happy to see you. And I get to see you in the next. Uh, it's May, excited. right? May. May. Yeah. So it's Which coming. is not that far from now. No. It's yeah. almost tomorrow. As we've decided, 2023 tomorrow. is almost over. <laughs> yeah. In February. Yeah. You heard it here, guys. Going fast. <laughs> it didn't just start. It's almost over. Uh, yeah. Just all exactly. in how you look at it. Right? But, uh, tell us a little bit about your publishing journey. As writers, we kind of like to get into that and talk about the process. So how'd you get here? Will you have a book? Okay. I have had this book kind of floating around in my head. Because I want to tell you guys a secret. I never thought I would be an author. I <laughs> thought that was for other people. Yeah. Have I been writing on the internet since 2009? Yes. Am I a trained writing teacher? Yes. <laughs> Do I help other people write? Yes. But for some reason, being an author felt completely bonkers. Like that would not happen for me. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, I was approached to write a book. So somebody like tapped me on the shoulder, like, would you like to write a book? And then I kind of freaked out and then it didn't work out. However, during that time, I was like, the call is now coming from outside the house. Maybe I can do this. <laughs> yes. Huh. It's being requested. Right. But I knew I needed to get out of my old stories mm. because there was something that was holding me back. Uh, the spoiler alert, it was me. So I worked, <laughs> right. I, I got an, I know you guys. That this is going to be a theme. I was in my own way. And so I worked with Amy Ehlers and Andrea Owen, both of whom are amazing coaches and prolific authors. And I got some really good education about what it takes to write a book. But I also got some really big coaching around writing. A couple of years later, you know, then we had that thing called the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, uh -huh. sure. And I just collected some more words. And then I started putting words into one place when I wrote something I thought, oh, I'm going to need to put that in my book someday. What's mm -hmm. it all? Then last year, I decided this is my year because I wanted to have all of the things I was learning and teaching and working with clients on in one place. One place that was easily accessible, that would be educational, would be actionable, and would be something that if somebody had never heard of me before, had we'd never had a conversation, could read this book and go, damn, she took all my excuses away. Damn. <laughs> yeah. she, she lovingly called me out and now she's given me some tools. And so I put it all together uh, using the tiny book course with Alexander Franzen. Oh, and I haven't heard I, of that. I know. Okay, well, it check it out. It is literally called The Tiny Book Course six-week course. And basically what I did was I broke it down into tiny, actionable steps. So the book writing process for me was writing in 25-minute increments. 
That's it. I would look at my outline. I would set a timer for 25 minutes and I would write on that section for 25 minutes and then I would stop and then I would get up and do something else. So what happened if you sat down for your 25 minutes and it just wasn't there? You just made it be there? Or was it there? Are you one of those people who you can do it? Well, here's the thing. The book has a very clear framework. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like I gave myself a writing frame. It was like, what actions could you take in this section? Mm -hmm. What writing prompts could you give to have people further their ideas? What coaching questions could you come up with in this topic area? Mm -hmm. So I leaned really hard into my outline. So I wasn't looking at a blank page. I Mm -hmm. was looking at a a framework that needed Mm -hmm. to be flushed out. Yeah, Like the skeleton was there. And the stuff you're talking about is so second nature to you too. So it probably flowed more naturally than... um, we talked to Erin Pepler last week and her book was literally send me into the woods alone because this idea that in order to write, she feels like that 25 increments isn't going to work. And so, yeah, it's really interesting to think about how how we all just work differently and the way that we're mm-hmm. able to dive into things is different. Well, And it's funny because from 2020 to November of 2021, my kid was home. Mm-hmm. She didn't mm-hmm. go back to school until after her second vaccine. I did zero writing during that time. Got it. But I did a lot of thinking. (laughs) Yes. Did a lot of thinking, did a lot of capturing just random ideas and voice to text into my, the notes option of my phone. Mm -hmm. Because this idea, like as a writing teacher, because I taught third grade and fourth grade for a very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, little kids always are like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. And there's a blank paper. Mm -hmm. So I would rather not. And I'm like, okay, but. You can't stop talking all day and you make people laugh and you hold people's attention. So I know that there's something in your brain that can come out your hand eventually. Mm-hmm. So the writing process really is brainstorm, which is like barf all your ideas out. But the brainstorming doesn't stop there. The brainstorming also comes with talking it out with others. So in my group coaching program, I have this thing called office hours. Oh, yeah where I just am like, hey, let's body double. I'm going to get on the Zoom and whoever is around, get on the Zoom. We spend the first five minutes telling each other what we're going to do. And then we all go do it. And then the mm-hmm. last five minutes reporting what we've done, right? So some people are like, I'm going to clean my spice cap. Other people are like, I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to go on a swim or I'm going to finally do those PT exercises. That's what to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to write for 25 minutes and try not to have a nervous break. <laughs> I love that so much. KJ Del Antonio has been doing that recently with these yes. write alongs. And it, I mean, she just turns on the Zoom and she'll say, Hi, y'all. And then she gets down and no one's talking. It's just a bunch of little heads. And then at the very end, she'll just be like, Okay, bye. And she just turns <laughs> it off. And that's exactly. all it is. But it's this accountability of everybody yes. having a place and a time that they set aside and they're, know that they're not alone. Yeah, exactly. And so Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, you know, like mm-hmm. the obliger crowd is very big. Uh, yeah, and so, right. And so lots of my clients are obligers and they're like, I got to come on the screens to tell you I'm going to go through my spice rack or I'm going to pack lunches for a week or I'm going to change all the sheets of my bed or whatever. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to sit here and wrestle with words because mm-hmm. I'm a questioner, but I'm holding space for all of us. Yeah, And so in, in an ADHD, there's this term called body doubling, where you can't get anything done unless somebody's like sitting there like a little rock, not paying uh-huh. attention to you. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So have you ever had um, somebody that you know and love, maybe someone that you live with that has ADHD, and you're like, can you go in your room and clean it, little child? They're like, absolutely not. I cannot. But if you just go and sit on the bed and you yeah. say books first, they pick up the books. Yeah. Let me tell you, but if you get up and go to the bathroom, they're now in the closet, being on the <laughs> Halloween costumes uh-huh. and eating snacks, right? So don't right. leave the room when you're body juggling people. But this idea that like, you just have the physical support. Some yep. people say, this is going to sound weird, but goats have that quality. So if you just sit in a room with a goat, you can get stuff done. Because I would get nothing nice... done but play with a goat. I know. Right? No, but they are so like neutral. They're like, I'm just standing here. I'm just goat. What if I'm just gonna get myself a stuffed goat? <laughs> yeah, like that's your that's your new writing accountability. 
But yeah, the process was all of that. And then some days the process honestly was me talking myself through the process of putting words in print. Like mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of self-coaching. Yeah, I bet. It's impressive. A lot of self-coaching. You know how I really got it done? How's that? I planned a lunch party. Oh, and then you had a deadline. That's how I've gotten some house projects done before. Like oh. you put a thing on the calendar that is non-negotiable. Yeah. Okay. Pre-sale of books, launch party. And I was not done with the book yet. <laughs> but like, but 40 people bought tickets to yes. this party. Then I was like, now I'm going to have a book club with my book. Shit. People already bought books. Like I better hurry up and finish this thing. Yeah. So... I need that. I need the accountability. I love that Mm -hmm. idea. It's giving me a little bit of an eye twitch, but I also love it at the same time. with a deadline. And also hold your launch party at someone else's either place of business or somewhere where you have to like rent out Mm -hmm. because I did try to cancel the party several times because I wasn't done. My friends are like, sorry, it's already being planned. People are already coming. And I was like, I guess we'll finish. Oh, you booked the place. So I booked the place and there you go. Oh my! That was a very long way of saying, if you have a book in you, you can do it, but you will need accountability to finish. And I think whether it's a book or any other goal, I think people can kind of use that same rule of thumb or some of those tips to get on to the next step. But so let's dive into the book. Yes, let's get into the book. I mentioned Erin Pepler. Again, we had her on last week talking about her book. And one of the interesting things she brought up was the idea of self-care stemming from this core of community care during the civil rights movement, which I had not really been familiar with before. And I've done a little bit more research after that. And it tied into when we had been talking to you last time, because I think that you very much think of self-care the same way about caring for yourself so that you can be energized to fight against racism or all the isms for justice. Yes, absolutely. And so, and you literally start your book by saying, you know, we're not talking about pedicures and manicures and massages here. Right. Um, All so, lovely things. But and I, I do want to spend more time as we talk about self-care, really focusing, first of all, honoring the history of it and that we, like so many things in the world, have whitened it up and made it a white lady (laughs) thing when it truly was a self-preservation mechanism to stay alive and stay able to fight for their rights during the civil rights movement. So just keeping that in mind, I would love for you to share some more details about how you define self-care and how you look at it in the book. Okay. So how I define self-care is basically anything that you do on purpose that is going to give you the bandwidth and the perseverance and the wherewithal to be able to look around and go, what needs to be fixed in this world? Mm -hmm. And how can I get in there and not get my unmet needs on people? Mm. Right? Because it's like, if we're all giant toddlers when our needs aren't being met. (laughs) Like we can sort of fake it as grown-ups. But how that shows up is when you are under-resourced, you take things personally Mm -hmm. and then you make shit about you that's not about you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When your needs are unmet, they sneak out and they get in the way of you doing the real work that you are meant to do in the world, that you would be capable of doing in the world if you were not under-resourced. I love that idea of under-resourced. Mm-hmm. Right. We, I'm not saying we should all wait until we are perfectly charged up before we take on injustices of the world because a level that would never happen. However, the things that you can take care of, say, for instance, eating some food that doesn't make you feel like a giant grouch, like those commercials for I think they're for Snickers, which I think is hilarious because I'm like, I'm not going to throw a Snickers on my hunger. But I do. I am actually somebody who's pretty. um hangry. So yeah. I don't, I'm not going to come at you and try to do something unless I have fueled myself properly. Mm-hmm. Right. If I've gotten five hours of sleep, I should probably bow out of anything that requires a brain or listening because I am dying inside. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I should focus on getting those needs taken care of so that I can show up the way I need to show up to be effective and to be a listener and to not take shit personally that has nothing to do with me. 
Mm-hmm. Also, like we show up places sometimes and we either are like, well, my toddler self shows up as bossy Betty. So I, <laughs> I want to take over everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> or my toddler version shows up as weepy willow. So if somebody looks at me wrong, then I cry. Mm-hmm. So this is a way you can stop centering yourself in spaces that aren't about you by getting your shit together. We get mm-hmm. our shit together by taking care of ourselves. Like we wouldn't let our kids go out all like, I'm completely not. <laughs> I'm hungry and haven't slept. No, let me <laughs> solve the problems of the world. Right. And my parents oh, gosh, I send myself it. out into the world without being resourced a lot. Like as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh. I am often okay, undernourished, but so, but Missy, underrested, poorly dressed. Just... <laughs> and, and so if you ask yourself, so now I have this knowledge, what do I do with it? Do I feel bad about myself? No, you go, what in my life would change? I was resourced. How could I show up if I was well-rested? I had a goddamn snack bar in my purse. I <laughs> ate an apple instead of having yet another diet soda. What if I drank water instead of wine, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Eat whatever you want, all that jazz. But can we take care of our basics first? Because when we're not resourced, we get our needs on everyone else. Everyone has this like, I don't want to be needy. Well, guess what? When you don't take care of your needs, you are. Take care of your shit so other people don't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's so basic and so simple, but it's not. Yeah, because we're exhausting ourselves and probably not eating because we're skipping lunch to do XYZ because we think that that is adding value to the world, or we're not getting sleep because we're staying up late or getting up early to do XYZ and going out into the world with a version of ourselves that's not as effective as <laughs> if right. if we had done those things in the first place. Well, and also we're saying yes to things that aren't a priority because they're expected or yeah. because someone asks or we're uncomfortable saying no or everyone around us is doing it. And yeah. so it, it, there's also this part where you have to be resourced enough that when you're met with resistance from your crew, whether it be your family inside, whether it be your friends, whether it be the PTA moms, whoever, that you're like, I know I'm doing it differently. It's okay. Yeah, and it's okay. I call that quiet confidence. Yeah. 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 And you can't have that if you're everywhere, which you break this down, this ability to resource yourself, you break it down into four main parts. And we're wondering if we could spend a little time on each of them. We don't have a ton of time to go into it in depth, but of those four parts, can you walk us through starting with the body essentials? Yes, I can. But can I point out something in the book that has been really poignant? So there's two things I want to point out. One is I have a whole section called Don't Believe Everything You Think. I love, I, I love that. And it's, it leads into what gets in your way. Mm-hmm. And so things that get in people's way, self-care is too expensive, too time-consuming. It takes away from your friends and family. You have to do it all or it doesn't count. Change isn't possible. I'll have time later. My favorite is believing you'll be a different person tomorrow than you are today. So- That's my specialty. Yeah. To date, I have remained the same person. <laughs> weird, right? That's so weird. We've only become more of who we are as we grew up, uh, believing you're high maintenance, believing you shouldn't have needs. Where we did a book club, so we're doing a chapter or section by section book club, and we we tackled that section last week. And everyone was like, "Oh, but what happens if these are all of your beliefs? Like real people have said these things to me. These are mm-hmm. some of mine. These are real deal tapes in our head that were programmed there before we left third grade. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. Most of our deep beliefs." We made up stories when we were kids by watching what was happening around us with the grownups around us. And we decided that's how the world works. And then we have moved into our grownup life, taking our, I'm a kid, I figured it out. I'm just going to believe these things forever. And it gets in the way, Mm -hmm. right? The second thing is in American culture, there's this focus on happiness. And when most people think about happiness, they think of happy hour. It's right there in the title, right? Happy (laughs) hour or holidays or shopping or sex. All of those are a quick hit of dopamine, just like your next like on your TikTok and your Instagram. It feeds that tiny little part of you that's like, please like me, please make me happy. And it does for a moment. But the kind of self-care that we need in order to change the world 
is a different kind of happiness. It is eudaimonic happiness, which is focusing. P.S. Love that word eudaimonic because it sounds uh-huh. like you're saying you're a demon. Yes. Eudaimonic <laughs> happiness, right? But it's those things that are unsexy. It's like the long-term well-being. So, yeah. hey, Missy, you're like, I'm going to go to the doctor this week. I'll just see every single practitioner. <laughs> yeah. And while it is not fun, you may be inconvenienced. You may be annoyed. But at the end, when you get all of that prevention, at the end of the week, what are you going to feel like? I'm going to feel accomplished and like I took care of myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Has anyone ever left happy hours feeling accomplished? Rarely. Right? <laughs> That's how I met my husband. <laughs> right. You meet your spouse? Sure. But really, but it's all those things where like you took a class to finally learn how to take care of your kid's hair. Was it a pain in the butt? Yes. That All that long game stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the gentle parenting. It's the practicing self-compassion. It's therapy. It's going to the senior center and doing strength training classes with octogenarians. That is what I'm doing on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. Because in my city, seniors are 50 and up. (laughs) I know. I'm almost able to move into my mom's senior living uh, community. Right. Yeah. A lot of them are 55. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can tell you, check your city services because you might be getting some square dancing and weightlifting and bingo and art and they have writing circles. Well, yeah, and it covers some of those body essentials. Right? Exactly. (laughs) And that's exactly it. It leads into this, like, so what are the body essentials? Here's the thing, everyone. You have to sleep. Why? It is because that is where all of the maintenance happens. It is exactly like when your computer is acting like a jerk and needs to reload the new Zoom and it has to do the updates. You have to put your computer to bed. Your phone is wonky. What do you do? You turn it off. You let it rest. It does not work. It hasn't finished its updates. And sleep is where we get our updates. Yeah. We could go in the research. If you don't sleep, you will literally die sooner. I know. And I I always told my children, sleep heals. Sleep is where you process everything you learn today. Sleep is where your body heals. Sleep is where you grow. And meanwhile, who's not sleeping? Also, but I mean, but then do you ever have the insult injury where you're like, you go to bed and then you lay there and you cannot sleep? Last night. Last night. So what did you do to help yourself sleep? I played a meditation that I listened to the entire thing. I've never heard the whole thing ever. You're like, oh, it has an ending? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> heard the whole thing. Uh, read. I got up. Read my book somewhere else. It was like the worst, though. None of the tricks worked. Uh, and finally, somewhere after three o'clock, I conked out. But I mean, oh that was God. awful. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I have two recommendations. Harry Styles Sleep Story on the Calm app. What? I was like, I'm sorry, Harry Styles is going to put me to sleep. I don't know about that. And then I don't know if it has an ending because I have, in fact, fallen asleep every time. Yeah. Also, bedtime starts the moment your feet hit the floor in the morning. I've heard Again, that. Again, it's that, yeah. that eudaimonic way of looking at bedtime, which is like, how can I romance this bitch back into bed about 12 to 15 hours from now? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. What other things you have to do for your body? That's right. You have to eat fruits and vegetables, people. And here's the thing. Under 50, everyone is listening right now under 50 is like, whatever. I can sort of still eat like a teenager. Your day's coming. Just as time goes on, your body's like, I'm sorry. I know we've been playing with this being negotiable. It's really not. It's really not. Yes. Okay. Now the body essentials, they weave very nicely into the mental health essentials. The body essentials and the mental health essentials, they also do because another of the body essentials is uh, movement. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You either move it or lose it. And what I mean by that is when you're 75, you're not suddenly going to be flexible and strong (laughs) and mobile unless you are flexible, strong and mobile in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Because mm-hmm. senior citizens aren't built in a day, much like Rome. <laughs> and then yeah. finally, quiet. And quiet can be single tasking things. It can also be sitting meditation like you did. It could be quiet meditation. It could be walking meditation. Or it can be, are you ready for this? Just blank space on your calendar where you don't have anyone counting on you for anything. Mm-hmm. I love blank space on the calendar. Nothing makes me happier than to look at a day and go, okay, I can 
do what I want that day. Yeah. Right. Because then you can check in with yourself and say, how do I feel? What would feel good in this moment? Because when push comes to shove, probably the most effective self-care is responsive self-care. How do I feel today? What will help me today to have the energy and the bandwidth to show up when I see injustice in the world? When I know that they're going to vote on voting rights in Congress, when I know there's going to be a school board meeting where they're going to try to pull some funny stuff about sex ed, how am I going to have the bandwidth to show up to that meeting? Well, I'm going to have gone to bed the night before. I'm going to have done some meditation to say, I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to have my experience, Mm. like getting grounded. So mental health essentials is taking care of what happens in your head. But this is the chapter where I really advocate. And I know you both are active with foster youth and working on comprehensive sexuality education. And one of the things I think that puts all three of us, this thread is ACEs, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences. If you have not yet watched Nadine Burke Harris's TED Talk on Adverse Childhood Experiences, This is not about other people. This is about every single one of us. Because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Adverse childhood experiences are things that happen in front of our own faces and in our homes every day that we don't even realize are putting ourselves and our kids on a path to a shorter, less healthy life. Yeah. And and do you know what helps with adverse childhood experiences? Real self-care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's all the stuff that builds resiliency is yeah. exercise and sleep and feeding your body well and speaking kindly to yourselves and going to therapy. Again, it's that long view. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like yeah. you're not going to fix cases in a day. Nothing that we're working on, all of our projects are in the long run, right? Yeah, the long game. You mentioned that actually in your last episode, too. And I thought it was such an important point that people who are trying to change the world need to get comfortable with the idea that they might not see the fruits of their labors, that they're laying the groundwork for things that are going to be happening in the future. And they may not be around to see it, but the work is still important. I think that that long game is a real struggle culturally for us. Mm -hmm. We Everything is fast. We want nothing to take more than a few minutes. And so... Learning to accept that that things do take time and that it's years in many cases, not even weeks, it's years. I think that helps us feel better. That is self-care in and of itself. Absolutely. It it takes the pressure off. It takes Mm -hmm. the pressure off. I mean, when I was a beginning teacher, y'all, I thought I had 180 days to cram every single life lesson I had experienced into my 35-year-old life into their nine-year-old bodies. I was like, like mm-hmm. they're never going to have another experience in their life. <laughs> I mean, what a bunch of self-centered nonsense. <laughs> but but it, but it came from a good place. Right. I wanted them to have this experience. However, much like the Audre Lord, right? Self-care is not selfish. It's an act of self-preservation. And I have, of course, murdered that quote. We'll put it the first in the time, show notes. The, the first time I heard that, I was like, damn, that is yeah. deep. And it really speaks to you can only show up as much as you are resourced. And when you show up resourced, it allows somebody else who has similar values and similar aims to tap out and rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also... It puts things in the big picture, which is we are not on any path alone. There have been people who have been pushing for what we want for generations before us and the generations after us will have the fight in them. Yeah. yeah. We get we get to be part of a community of change. I love that. We're just we're just a piece of the puzzle. And then we do yeah. I think that does put a lot of pressure on us to think that we're responsible to make this big monumental change just right now right now and with Um, the exception of so few individuals in the world there are those who make big change seemingly on their own they probably have so many people working with them but with the exception of those few people most of us are just a small piece of this and it is freeing to realize that yes absolutely and not everyone's activism looks the same no 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like some people are letter writers and some people are book writers and some people are podcasters and some people are voter registers. <laughs> registrators. Up new words, guys. Uh, <laughs> some people are lobbyists. Some people are raising their kids not to be knuckleheads. Some people are showing their children that life in the world can be different mm-hmm. because we take our time, because we use our 168 hours effectively, because we're not running around being me first in the gimme gimme's. I've got to get all the credit for mm-hmm. all this work because I showed up at the 48th hour. But the way that we talk to ourselves and about ourselves and about each other, self-care. So oh, if you yeah. have a tendency to run yourself into the ground, because you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you are starting too late, you're too old, you're too young, you're too that. Exhale, couple of things. One, not all about you. Two, there is a very, very good chance you are not the actual worst at any of it. <laughs> Three, yeah, you will probably eat, feel better <laughs> if you eat a vegetable and take a nap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come back when you're a little bit more resourced. Because if everything is doom and gloom, Real good chance, need nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it's amazing what a nap can do. Oh, I, I had the best one yesterday. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I did oh, yesterday. And I am looking at the clock. There's so much more we want to talk about. Uh, this will be a good reason for people to need to get directed. Yeah, to go buy get the, the book. book because we have not even touched on the spirit essentials and the relationship. Well, I mean, we've kind of touched on them because I think none of them is in a silo. They all weave in with each other nicely, but the relationship essentials and the spirit essentials are all such important parts of making sure that you are in a place where you can be your best self to go fight the injustices of the world or just to show up at work and contribute or to show up to your family and contribute in your best possible way. So, yeah. So now where can listeners find, well, where can they find you first of all for your podcast and then also to go buy the book? Uh, You can find all links to everything at TammyHackworth.com. I spend most of my time on Instagram and you can get a copy of the book through my website, which will take you to uh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble is where we're directing people right now. We're working on getting the book in independent bookstores because they are my favorite. We're also working on getting this book into libraries because libraries are even more my favorite. So we're at the beginning process of distribution. So right now, just come to the website and we will direct you where you need to go. Awesome. I'm motivated. I'm motivated. Laura Vandek. Vanderkamp a few weeks ago got me started on this idea. The tranquility by Tuesday was setting a bedtime was one of the most important parts of that. And I've been really, really, really trying. And we've done pretty good. We had a couple late nights this weekend, but I've been much more conscious of it and just, I think, intentional about the rest and the eating and I moved my phone out of my room. I told Suzanne that I moved my phone out. Yes. Which I've done before, but this time I really hope it sticks. This time I mean it. Yeah. And I didn't, my well, thing always was like, what if, what if it rings? Like I have it on do not disturb, but there are people who can get through. And I'm like, what if someone needs me? And so it's not very far out of my room. I'm still going to hear it if they really need me. So <laughs> that was huge. Absolutely. And, and when I'm also hearing Missy's, you're like, I hope that I'm a better person in the future because my phone is out of my room. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're the same wonderful, loving person you'll always be. And sometimes you're going to be like, bitch, have this phone get in my head again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do that, you go, I'm making different choices. And you're going to maybe get a special box and put it by your bed. And you like, I can certainly hear it in the special box by my bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not I've got that little sleeping bag. I've got the little yes. phone sleeping bag. The little phone sleeping bag. I love that thing. Absolutely. Oh, One of my things is I I have really mean things that I say to myself, like go read a book. <laughs> I I just and it took me years to do this. I have three alarms. It's like go read a book. Go seriously. Put your phone down. Your eyes are going to be bleeding in a second. Yeah. And like no, really, lights out. Go to bed. So what I've done is now I just put it face down and. I don't have willpower anymore at the end of the day. None of us do because we start the day with like a thimble full of willpower. Mm -hmm. And so I just look at it and I'm like, don't, even if it falls on the floor, just leave it. Like your literal hands off that thing until the morning. And then I will claw people's eyes out to get to it, to find out what happened when I was ignoring it. (laughs) Because I am still human. But I'm kind to myself. The whole world, I like, 
Okay, I guess I'll start reading the internet again. Oh my God. Well, speaking about the whole world going on around us, let's talk about our Look, Listen, Learn. So for anybody who is joining us for the first time, our Look, Listen, Learn is a little segment where we share the things that we've been reading, watching, or learning about. And we don't want to put you, even though you know the the drill, but we're still not going to put you in the hot seat. We'll start with Missy this week. Missy, what have you been Look, Listen, Learning? All right. Um, Well, I read The Break by Katie Sy. And Katie is one of the authors who's going to be at this fierce women retreat I'm going to in March. So I have a stack of books from authors who are going to be there. And the break is about mental health, maternal health, mm-hmm. and postpartum depression, but it's a it's fiction. And it was very readable. I read it in a day. Very hard to read. I mean, it's sad. It's a sad story. But just so well done, because in the midst of the sadness, you're also caught up in the mystery of it all. So very well done. Highly recommend it. Um, And hopefully I get to meet Katie in March and get her to sign my book. (laughs) Um, And listening, I'm actually looking for things to listen. So I'm putting out a plea to anyone who is listening to this to send me your favorite playlist, your favorite new artist, whatever it is you're listening to. I asked Spotify just to play me some new stuff. And my whole family was like, change this playlist like everything (laughs) spotify was picking was just slightly not right and my whole family was like turn it off or go to your room or put in your headphones or something like none of this is working for us (laughs) i need your favorites so i have something good to listen to right okay Um, and my learn is that um i don't think voiceover acting is for me i took a month-long voiceover acting course that was of course punctuated with like an ice storm and all kinds of stuff it was all crazy but it's a lot of acting. Acting is a really key word in there. Like you're not just reading scripts. And I had visions and this does exist, but just of like reading, you know, press one to talk to the doctor, press two to leave a message, (laughs) that kind of stuff that does exist. That's a thing. But even that comes with direction and it's a performance based thing. Uh I don't think that's for me. Interesting. Um, so that's a good data point. That was on my 50 before 50 list to explore it. I explored it and I don't think it's for me. Good for you, though, for giving it a try. And maybe it's it. not for you right now. Right. Right. It is a data point you can keep moving forward yeah. when you're like, oh, maybe I do want to do that. So, yeah. And I it. did meet a lovely woman who does these classes. So if anybody is interested in it, I can pass that information along. She's so kind. Even when I told her, I don't think this is for me, she was like, okay, but why don't we talk more? And why don't, you know, we can do some one-on-one stuff or maybe she's like, and she said, everybody does this in their own time. So she's Mm -hmm. like, just, you know, if you're not ready now, let's talk about it later. So I don't, I don't feel that I'm ready to be a voice performer at this point in my life. Well, you have a lovely voice. So hopefully you You do. And I love getting information where I was like, that's not for me. I feel like, oh, I could check that off my list. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. better than wondering. You know, I don't I know. want to be Absolutely. an octanagerian and think, oh, should I what do that? What if I had tried that? Yeah. Right? And it's also, it's like an open tab in your head. Yes. And you're like, I just closed a tab. Does anyone mm-hmm. have any other tabs I can close? Yeah. Other things. I, I love I that visual of it. That makes, oh, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. it did feel good to be like, oh, not for me. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Absolutely. On. Uh, what about you, Tammy? Do you have any look, listen, learns? I do. Y'all, we have been living in our house since 1999. And this month we have had, he's loosely called a painter, but really he's a person who's coming in and repairing plaster. Oh, y'all. We have from <laughs> baseboard to ceiling new paint, but oh. he couldn't paint before he, I mean, there's just so much prep work. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching, I'm looking at my quote painter, very Murphy Brown Eldon style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, would you like to move in? Because I would totally keep you busy for the rest of your life and all the little <laughs> things. Um, I've been looking at light fixtures because he's like, oh, while I'm here, I have to take this all down. Do you want me to put this back up or would you like a new light fixture? And I'm like, I didn't know that picking light fixtures was going to be my new favorite thing. So I'm picking, I'm looking at lighting fixtures. I'm looking at paint colors, paint sheens. I'm looking at all of the things because we're basically getting a new house refresh because we're doing everywhere in our home, except our daughter's room, who was like, don't come in my room. And I'm like, great, (laughs) preteen. 
stay where you are, but I'm going to be in my new house. And But it is an unexpected thing. When you get your whole interior painted, it is just like moving mm-hmm. without moving. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I have to put my things in boxes and move them into another room. Oh, so, yes. Dumb little unexpected um, thing. So that's my luck is all... All things design. I've been spending a lot of time in apartment therapy and mm. TikTok and Pinterest and Instagram so looking like, oh, what are we doing here now? Because I haven't thought about my interiors much since, you know, I have a, let's see, I have a 12 year old. So for 11 years, I haven't thought about my interiors. <laughs> Very exciting. And then listening. Okay. I feel like I need to preface this with, I am not a person who cares about the royals. I think it's such a bizarre institution. <laughs> it's crazy pants. I did watch the Charles and Die wedding when I was little. Oh, yeah. That's yes. kind of it. But I caught the, the Harry and Meghan Netflix series. It was like, well, this is lovely. It These folks seem in. wonderful. And then I listened to Spare. Oh, so what'd you think? It's on my list. I haven't done it yet. It was, some of it was funny intentionally. Mm-hmm. Some of it was funny unintentionally. The uh-huh. frozen penis part? That was one of them where I was like, <laughs> some of the stories, it was like, why? I don't under, is it, like, it was a hundred percent. Why is that in there? Yeah. Like, I feel like Harry needed an editor <laughs> and a therapist. And a best yeah. friend, and to punch his brother in the nose. <laughs> I did. I, at the end, I was like, "You are fucking it up all which ways to Sunday, and you're still trying, and you're standing up for your family, yep. and you are getting it wrong, and you're standing up for your family." Like he's <laughs> he's doing the uncomfortable work. Yeah, right. Like in public. Like he's being taken to task. He's in public. He's renouncing family and friends and money and all of these things and telling stupid, stupid stories about his penis. And at the end of the book, I was like, I still like him. I know. I like him. Yeah. And good for them. Well done. I think his mom would be proud. And also, wow, I'm glad I didn't read it because I don't know if I would have finished it. But listening to it, I just laid on my bed going, cringe, 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 cringe. Okay, I might have to knock it up the list. Or some cringing. Oh, yeah. God. That's what it's I not have just a frozen and penis story. There's other cringy things where you're mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like Megan went, okay, honey, you can tell your little stories in your little book. <laughs> Stop telling them at dinner parties now. <laughs> Stop telling them. Yeah. We've all heard the story, honey. Go, go back in there. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning. This is going to be one that is for the ages. Uh, I'm listening to Rest is Resistance from the Nat Ministry, Trisha Mm. Hershey. Mm -hmm. I am a restorative yoga teacher. I have been actively resting since 2010. I am about 13% more rested than I was then. (laughs) It is a lifetime of feeding that capitalist beast Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I didn't even know that's what that was. Yeah. I didn't, like, there's all this body image stuff and this worthiness stuff. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of disappointing other people. Yeah. There's a lot of, I'm not going to do that thing that every other parent is going to do, but I'm not going to do it because choosing to spend our family's resources of time and energy, bandwidth and money on something else. Something mm-hmm. else. Woo! So I'm having to go, I'm going slow, but I'm learning. I'm learning to rest. Because when I'm rested and I'm resourced, I can be of service. Yeah. When I'm not the crazy needy person who's getting my needs all over every line and not helping anyone. Yeah. That's a great Instagram account to follow as well. And there was a really great episode on not Brene Brown. Who's the other one? On We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Mm -hmm. Hard Things. So we'll link to that episode in the show notes too, because just, oh. And it really is. It's it's unlearning so many things that just I had just assumed, nope, this is how it is. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. why that's how that is? Some white dude right? in the 1700s decided something? Yeah, uh, exactly. Just some white dude who wanted more money and more power. Yes. And the rest of us are still I'm trying like, is, to undo that. 
I'm laughing because I'm like, either the answer to whatever question you have is, yes, you should exercise, or some white dude a long time ago wanted more money and more power. Yeah. Like, those are the answers to kind of everything. And you're like, damn. Yeah. Damn it. It's really powerful. We have well, to do a lot of mental gymnastics to make those things happen for people. Mm-hmm. Right. But that, but now they're just assumed that's normal. So, right. yeah. He did a good right. job. Now you have to do your mental with. gymnastics to unlearn it all. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And it does. Well, it what about you, my Suzanne? Okay, I am looking at and just, oh no, actually I'm not finished. You know, when you get to the end of a book that you don't want to be done and I'm just like mm-hmm. slow motioning it, I'm yes. just like nibbling it, but I think I only have like a chapter left of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which I think I mentioned a few weeks ago because it was in my very literary book club that this was the book that I was supposed to read, but somehow did not know that it was the book I was supposed to read. <laughs> so I have now, I'm overachiever now. I've finished the book for the next book club and I have finished this one almost, but I don't want to finish it because it's so good. And I had borrowed my friend's copy, which was like a signed first edition. Oh my God, I had to keep it, but way away from Daisy. I was being so <laughs> precious with it, but it, I loved it so much. And I said, Zoe's going to love it and Chris is going to love it. So I went ahead and bought my own copy. Got your own copy. Um, So this is my own. Daisy can chew on this one. Um, (laughs) So yes, I highly recommend. It's really fun. It follows kind of this life, lifelong friendship. Well, it kind of goes to like the 30s, but it starts when they're little of these kids who end up becoming game designers together in college. And so you do not have to be into gaming for this to mean anything to you. It's just more about the relationship and the ups and the downs and what happens when we grow through life together. And yeah, it is very, very sweet. And so that highly recommend. And then listen, I keep on calling it the auto shop or what, what is What's it called? You were trying the body shop or body shop. Oh, no, body shop. <laughs> I keep calling it body shop, but it's unholy by Sam Smith. Which, what? Like those words don't go together. Unholy or body shop? I know. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how are you going to get unholy no confused? With... <laughs> well, no, because he says body shop. That's like a huge yes. thing. Dad's going to the body shop. Body like shop. that's yeah. the main thing. And the body shop is not for that's your true. car. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, for the, thank you for the warning there. Yeah, <laughs> it's such an earworm. And they just won an award. Sam Smith and Kim Petras, I believe, is her last name. And she is the first transgender singer, I think, to win a Grammy So for that yeah. song. And I love it. I don't care. And even though they got in big trouble for performing at the Grammys, because they had the devil in the background and everybody was all like, oh, they're promoting Satan worshiping. And actually, you know what? We're going to link to it. My friend MK did this really great yes. kind of rebuttal against that because she's like, okay, all you Christians who are saying that LGBTQ people are going to hell. And then this artist takes that imagery of like, okay, I guess we're going to hell and, you know, does a dance number where he's already there. And, um, or actually, I think. He, they use uh, they them pronouns so where they are already there mm-hmm. and people get upset about that which anyway i believe we put that in there there's no winning category there's no, no winning. there's winning. no winning so fuck it when Let's you just want to be upset all the time you yeah. can find stuff to be upset about oh but mk <clears throat> had the best rebuttal to it and i just loved it very very much so um we'll link to it as well and i've learned uh, my friend Allison gave me these glass jars, like organizer jars that you put your flour and sugar and stuff in because oh, uh-huh. she was upgrading. So I take the cast offs. So I love it. <laughs> and I mean, she had a ton of them. And I was like, certainly I don't need this many. And I even needed more. But then once everything looked so cute and all the little canisters, like I had a, all this shelf room above. And so I got shelves like I don't know why I didn't do this when we moved into the house three years ago because we have pantry space where it's like you can't see how tall this is it's like (laughs) I should know this number because I spent a lot of time measuring it last week it's like 26 inches or something so it's really tall and it's just a lot of wasted space and so I finally you know how cheap I am but I (laughs) finally went to Amazon and found these amazing shelves that can hold two glass canisters full of like flour and sugar that are strong enough you don't think they're going to bend in the middle so I will link to those because they are my new favorite and I bought like five sets of them and they're all over and I'll send you pictures of my pretty pantry now that has doubled (laughs) oh I love to organize that sounds fun I know 
Me too. Oh, I thought of one more listen that I want to share with Missy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that is, if you go on Spotify, there is a James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. James Gunn has has an old 97s playlist and an old 97s Rhett Miller playlist. And it's just, it's all the hits. It's all the goodness. And they are just having their 30th anniversary. They just played a 30th anniversary show in Dallas this month. So really, that makes me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Oh, hey. Same. As is because we are. Yeah, it's that is the, exactly. I'm like, well, ring. better than the like, alternative. They're having their 30th anniversary. That me, yeah, that means I'm old. I remember this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. Well, we have learned exactly. many things. And oh, and Missy, this is for you too. The <laughs> Apple Music mix that if you do like start a station off of Sam Smith Unholy is a oh, really uh-huh. good station. Okay. Okay. So, because they curate because they're like you like this one maybe you yes. like other it yeah. branches off into some real so try the apple station and then okay. you can also listen to unholy <laughs> yeah i know I, i'm literally writing it down so okay i know I, I wrote all your stuff down to you i can't, can't wait to catch up with you at mom so i can be like oh i read this book and i listened to your song and i did all the things and i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those shelf extensions because who doesn't work more space oh my gosh i'm in i'm in love with these things yeah I'll put a link to them in Amazon. All right. So excited to talk to you again. And I'd love the last couple episodes we've done. We're like, we'll see you at mom too. There's so many people that we're talking to that are going to be there. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. And thank you for all the good reminders to truly care for ourselves. It's not manicures and pedicures. It's going to bed and doing all the things your mama told you to do. So (laughs) I'm going to go drink a lot of water, take a very short nap, and then go run the errands that will make me feel better to have run. Yay! Exactly. We're we're closing tabs today. That's what I'm doing. Closing tabs. tabs. Oh, I love it. All right, friends. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.